Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is a special edition because it's the three wise men of Spectrum, myself, JV and Neil. It's been a right laugh this podcast. We've done a bit of reflection looking back over the last 30 episodes and looking back over 2022. Some of the guests, the special guests that we've had, some of our favourite moments from the podcast and some of the things we've learned along the way. I was like, artificial intelligence, I went, it's going to take forever to come after the creative industry. Most people have got the opportunity to develop themselves. So you're making a significantly good business investment, but you must understand the cost of data. How do you turn what you're already doing and, you know, maybe take that another step further? Everyone can be a taster. Microsoft MVP, most valuable professional. Everyone brings things into work. We've all got personal lives and we all have bad times in life. You will see my invoice in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll never see me again. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, Jenny. As usual, please like, subscribe, please share all the content as much as possible. It really does help us. And welcome to a very Christmassy special edition of Tomorrow's Workplace today. Cool, right. The this is the end of twenty. Put your phone away. Come on. Wow. Wow. Just, just <laughs> signing deals right till the end. Um. So it's the end of twenty twenty two. Forgot what year it was for a second. There. It's been a hard year. It has. It's it has been a. It's been a good year though. I think. Uh, particularly for the podcast. Indeed. Yeah. So we should be at about thirty episodes by the time this Christmas special goes out. Can I say my signature term? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say wow. Save it. Save it for later. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get some reflections, chaps, on the last 30 weeks or so of the of the podcast. Did, so, did you expect to be on a weekly podcast if I'd asked you this 18 months ago? Definitely not. You could have asked me t- 25 weeks ago. I would have said, no, I think we'll get to two or three and it will fizzle out. And no, loved it. Um, I think, the key, I think the key was probably getting guests on, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. We, we were clutching a little bit when there was just us three waffling. Yeah. <laughs> like, Speak we, for yourself. They've got to now, obviously, that's coming to pay it now. So it's like, how do we... <laughs> we, 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 we talk about the same stuff all the time, don't we? Automation. So it's a bit like, okay, so... There's only so many times you can talk about automating an invoice that yeah. you think you need, we need some guests on here. So Yeah, and that, that definitely transformed it because it became educational for us as well, didn't it? Oh, and, and that's yeah. the thing I've probably enjoyed the most is people coming in and I learn things I then ask questions and I learn more and and actually the things I probably would never have you know gone out of my way to find out about if if you want and then actually I leave and I think but yeah I learned learned something there that was mm. that was brilliant so that's really um sort of giving it a real boost I think yeah absolutely I think 30 episodes is is an amazing achievement actually you found a little stat which I'm gonna ask you to see if you can remember what it was yeah so I think it was something like um 90% of all the podcasts don't even get past 20 episodes so if you get past the past three was it three three? Yeah. yeah past three episodes and then was it out of those then it dropped off again yeah that don't make it to 20 wow yeah, so most, yeah, again, you can clip the correct one in there, but in my head, then it's all about consistency. So um, I think there's a bit of a combination between yourself being quite proactive, finding guests, and then obviously backs just booking it in our diaries. It. So I think, um, yeah, chipping away at that and just making sure that, I suppose we had a plan, didn't we? But 
the end of the day, it's, it's been evolved over time, and now we've got a bit of a format that we can keep rinse and repeating. And and uh, I think it's there. it's making a public commitment as well that we're going to release the podcast every single week. And we've made that public, and then the, it's yes. like, oh shit, yeah, we, we, actually, <laughs> we actually have to do that now. So yeah, I think that's that's been an important lesson for us. But I think you're right. There's very few podcasts out there that have won thirty episodes. So I think for me as well, it, it, absolutely, it's it's also. Those first three, four, five, when it was just us, and like you say, we were sort of like clutching at subjects to talk about and, and things like that. Um, and sort of, I'll be honest, the first few, I was nervous as hell thinking, when am I going to chirp in with something? And there have been times, which I'm sure will come up later in the podcast, where I wish I hadn't chirped in because uh, I've talked myself up. But um, yeah, now I, I look forward to it. I see it in the diary and I'm like, brilliant, what are we going to be talking about? And yeah, I, like I say, I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I maybe should prep a little bit because some of uh, Steve's guests have been intelligence levels on there are, are different <laughs> different topics, and I'm sat there going, "Yeah, I agree." Touche. <laughs> what kind of saying that? That I'm like, I'm, well, I'm just literally the odd one out in the corner, yeah. like. Should I just leave now? But the anyway. best thing about that is it's not that you're on screen all the time because you're right next to the guests, so you're always yeah. there like a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> my facial expression, my eyebrow is going. I'm like, oh my god! You, you remind me of my five year old playing football when you yeah, when we get a very technical guest on because when he gets bored, he just looks at leaves on the floor, <laughs> picking twigs up. And... If I could get my phone out, I have to literally sit here and go. Mm, I'm gonna have to stop frowning as much but yeah i might get botox in the new year yeah so uh, i have to say it would be remiss because this is you know a christmas special and, and all that and going through the things i do recall last year i went to town on your christmas cardi yeah uh, can i say what a step up that is yeah it's an Thank improvement you, isn't mrs. it motley. i was gonna i was gonna give the credit to mrs motley because she she saw the episode and i think it pulled at heartstrings to be honest <laughs> Uh, and I'm not having my Stephen <laughs> picked on. And uh, yeah, Christmas that year, th- this appeared in the uh, in the stocking. So well, good first outing. I'm I'm a bit disappointed we can't actually go to town. But um, you actually, when you walked in the office today, I was like, mm, yours might be better than ours. So, Wellsy, did you get the memo about Christmas jumpers today? Yeah, yeah, Bax was very clear in his. Uh, it, it was his memo. It was pretty crystal, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Clear but late. I would say clear, but late, well, quite late. In fairness, we haven't knitted these. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to come in with last year's jumper, so quick visit to uh, to a shop earlier. Uh, I've now come in with a... You've gone reindeer, have you? Uh, yeah. yeah. I just thought it, it's something I could probably wear. And I chose Wellsies as well. You took mine. Which he quite liked. So if he disses it now, now, I'll be upset. To be fair, it's <clears> very warm. And also, I know I said medium, but... It's a bit snug. I've, ma- I've maybe put on a bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I maybe did, need to get back in the gym again. I did question but, um, that. I, I did actually honestly, say, are you sure medium? You are not a medium. I am medium. So, yeah. <sighs> so okay, like a little okay. bit of space there. You're all right. So as you said, we've had we've had an eclectic mix of guests over the last Indeed. few weeks. Um, and I'd like to take you back and just reflect a little bit over the last 30 episodes. And while I thank all the guests, because, you know, we, as you said, we couldn't do this without them. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good just to pick a couple each that probably been the standout for you, if that's all right. So yeah. who, want, who wants to go first? JV? Oh, wow. You're the man. Um, well, like, like I said earlier, 
for me, everyone that, you know, every pod that I've been on, I've, I've enjoyed because I've learned something. Mm. But um, <laughs> I did drop in, you know, my favorite term quite a lot in this particular pod, which was um, the one with Neil on testing, Neil Finlay. Neil Finlay. Um, I loved it. How can you say, right, it's Grand National Day, we're going to get 30 million punters coming onto our websites when it's not Grand National Day and you haven't got 30 million? How can you... Can you test simulate, for that? Like simulate it. Yeah. yeah, how do you model that? Yeah. yeah. So because you're talking such big numbers and such events, Black Friday as well, you, you need to use tools and technology to support that. Uh, and in the old-fashioned days, you might have had 10 people all yeah. logging on at the same time. Right? As well as Everybody me. press OK. <laughs> and and, and I, I've been there, and it's as draconian as it sounded. It kind of worked. Yeah. But at that point, no, you're not, because we understand so much more about how applications perform now due to tools and technology. Monitoring tools tell us now that well, actually, we can see spikes before they happen and that side of things. So how do we model that and test them? We, we can do one of two things. We can do, well, we can do one of three things. We can, we, can, we can model that and the fact say, right, we need a representative environment with representative load to be able to say, right, our environment's the same as live, so let's, let's test that accordingly. We can scale down, so we can say, well, our environment, we can't afford another production environment because these aren't cheap, yeah? So we'll scale it down to 50%. So put 50% of the load down and 50% of the requirement, yeah? So we can do do those three things. Or equally, what we can do is we can report back saying, based on what we have got and the tools we have got, this is the capacity that we think we're going to hit before you hit a problem. Now, organizations that use the cloud and can scale that, can use that information to say, right, when we get to 80% of that top, top whack, we're going to spin off in our environment or we're going to create other uh, yeah. f technology assistance to, to avoid that that sort of situation. So again, it's back to testing and informing people based on, right, this is where we think you're going to hit problems based on these numbers. Because how, how do you come up with the numbers in the first place? You know, if you're coming into it, you're relying on what history tells you. But if you're going into a new space, there's, there's a new Grand National, for example, that mm. we don't know about, and well, well, where do you start? So sometimes you've got to rely on testing to say, you can go up to these levels before it's starting to be a problem. Just, I never even considered how technical and how detailed um, testing was. And and like I said in that particular pod, for me, it was around, I think there's, there's an educational piece for clients as to mm. the power of it. Because at the moment, it's like, right, let, you know, when's our solution going to be up and running? Well, in X time. But you've got to go through testing. Yeah, we haven't got time for testing, but it's probably mm. right. Build's very important, but testing it to certain criteria and making sure that it's fit for purpose and it does all that you want is massively important. And I don't think uh, up until that pod, I necessarily appreciate that. Even though I sell, you know, solutions, I um, I'm just like, all right, brilliant. I've sold the solution. Let me know when it goes live, and I'll catch up with the client and see how things are but actually the way neil described in a lot of useful detail the, the process of testing and what's involved um yeah i, I loved every minute of that one yeah it's, it's brilliant because you get people that are very very passionate about a specific topic yeah. and neil is hugely passionate and hugely knowledgeable about testing and it our job's easy isn't it because you, we're just interested people just asking questions about yeah. them and what they do yeah, yeah. absolutely um, yeah. yeah, definitely. It shone a light on, on that. And then my brain was thinking about, okay, how do you build that into what we sell and how do you sort of support that customer through that journey? And, and really, I think 
I'm more or less seeing it early doors in the pre-sale known. This is how it works. And if, if we're successful and you're going live, you need to actually make sure that you test that and, mm. and, it, and it's imperative that you do because nine times out of 10, the ones that cause problems down the line, they haven't tested or they've, they've not done enough testing. And then it's like, oh, why isn't this working? Well, yeah, mm. it's like, how much can we? And it's also that that ownership thing because there's a perceived uh, perception, oh, well, I'm buying something. You should you should do it for me. Well, hang on, we're not in your business. You've asked for this requirement. My, we can show you where to press the buttons, mm -hmm. but ultimately, are you happy that that's the desired outcome that you wanted it to yeah. do? And Because otherwise, we can configure it differently. Or Yeah, and that, that's a great bit of content now that you know, we, we've learned some stuff through that through that podcast, but we can also put that in front of clients or show it to clients and great bit of content that they can hopefully watch, listen to, and learn a bit as well. Yeah, that's definitely Yeah, I think because ultimately it's it's just that that educational piece of of them understanding why we see it as being that important so now as you said the content we can just say look do yourselves a favor watch that or mm -hmm. even just watch you know the, the middle 40 minutes you'll learn an awful lot as to why we're asking you because as you said neil for me there's times where clients are like oh i haven't got time or you know that and then when we go right we'll go live and then two weeks down the line that like, oh it doesn't do that forgive us we yeah. we put that in there, and that, so I I thought that was that was really enlightening. So yeah, that's my first one. Go on, Neil. What's your yeah? What's one of my one? favorite ones is Rich Kenny, so from Tech Buyer and, and his yeah. new business. So I, I I saw Rich do a talk initially a couple of years ago, and and um, again it was his passion and his, his sort of energy about his particular topic. So the whole sustainability piece and when he starts going on about Despacito as a thing and how much energy it's consumed is like two two or three small African countries worth of energy in terms of data centers. It's just mm. like, you don't think about yeah. it. You just play a song on your on your mobile. You don't have a clue where the energy is coming from, how it's streaming and all that type of stuff. It's a bit of magic. But um, yeah, again, someone that's so passionate about a particular topic. And again, it's very topical globally with the climate change and energy consumption and uh, renewables and that type of thing. And he hits on a good point. Like, why don't you buy tech? that's nearly new as opposed to having brand new mm. stuff you can quite easily if you look at your requirements list and you can get it at a fraction of cost it's still functionality and you're saving the planet not having to build new all the time and yeah a lot of that side of things it again struck a call with even the solutions when we're talking to customers it's asking those questions do you really need a new server why don't you get a refurbished one or, yes. or whatever and things like that but yeah he, he um you probably beat me in terms of speed of, of oh, talking and and uh, and passionate. It was like, can we get a word to the yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like it's really from good. a fire hydrant, yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's difficult when he's so so knowledgeable about a topic to be able to take on what he's saying and then find the next question. That's his profession now. He's in research. He's in he's in that sort of world where he's he's releasing papers and they're, they're sort of peer-reviewed and all this type of stuff so he's in that sort of world <coughs> where yeah the knowledge is is second to none and he's he's actually taking that knowledge to the big companies like amazon and others on how to run the data centers and how to be more efficient because if you think about those massive massive companies that have huge data centers throughout the world their energy bills must be absolutely astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. so any it's sort of saving thing. must be huge um but yeah, it all comes back to data, which is obviously a crossover into kind of what we do. But he had some interesting topics about equality as well in terms of yep. females mm. on the board and and making sort of, and again, that then led into our 
discussion internally, which I think did well with Amy and stuff like that. So it was, I suppose we've touched all sorts of topics, haven't we, really? We have, Our yeah. Tech, absolutely. tech sort of crosses over into was, different areas. Yeah, there's been a few themes that keep popping up, isn't it? Like sustainability and like quality that's come mental up a few health. times mental that's health has come times. up they've been good those ones um yeah and talent as well and how, how businesses are kind of finding talent at the minute environmental covers you know education it covers welfare it covers social social impact it covers you know commitment to doing the right thing in the right way it covers mental health it covers all these things and then it also covers the governance aspects of it as well as in making sure we're doing things right like not buying human slaves to assemble our goods, for example, which most manufacturers pretty much do, but they don't call it slavery. They just call it a work contract or a zero hours contract. Um, and we look at that and say, well, what's the benefit of caring about your workforce? And if you change it to that rather than what's the benefit of caring to the environment? Well, we don't all die and my son gets to not live on a planet that's hotter than the sun. There's a huge benefit to look at the environment. Socially, what's the investment in your people brought you as a business at Spectrum? Because you care about your employees, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've just walked around your office. If anyone hasn't been here, it's a really cool office, by the way. But, like, it's a cool office. But people seem pretty happy. Like, I haven't seen anyone smack with a whip to make a move faster, which is normally a good thing. I appreciate that because it makes my job easier. Um, but, you know, the stuff you've got around here, you've got, you know, clear spaces. I can see that you've got stuff that's been thought out around how you're laying out the office for comfort and things like that. What's the benefit of that to you as an employer? And I, you know, that's what I'd ask you. Because that's part of sustainability is the social aspect of how you're looking after your employees. Do you pay them a good wage? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Like, so why do you pay them a good wage? So we can keep hold of talented people. And yeah, and they enjoy working here. And when people enjoy working, they perform better. And it's a cyclical, well, self-fulfilling thing. The customer's better. And then yeah. they but I mean, on, a, on a personal yeah. level for your employees, it's so they can buy food. And yeah, pay yeah, rent and, you know, yeah. So an aspect of that where you go, life, yeah. as an employer, your responsibility, and this is, I'm not saying this is what you should be doing. I'm just saying what you can do. But you should be making your employees' lives better. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be coming to work and going, look, you need to chase my profit because I need a new Ferrari or I need a new Porsche. <laughs> you know, that's the 80s way of looking at things sometimes, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like your yeah, role yeah. is to facilitate the CEO making a fat wedge. And it's like, I think we're seeing that transformational change now where people go, do you know what? Like I could do a million different jobs. I can work wherever I want mm. for whoever I want. So I'm going to work with someone who's got a bit of moral fiber. Now you need to pay me right because I do need to live. Mm. But I'm not so bothered about you having a slide that goes from the top floor to the bottom floor. But I am particularly bothered about you making sure I've got healthcare and that if I'm having a bit of a meltdown, that someone puts her arm around me and makes sure I'm okay. And it'd be really nice if I wasn't sexually harassed at work. Do you know what I mean? Like these would be things that would be quite important to me. And it's stupid to have to talk about these things in 2022, but we do because they're still happening. So what I would say is what's the impact of staying on your business? Just on the social side, just focus on the social side, happy, healthy, responsive, looked after, cared for employees, which means easier to recruit, higher retention, greater levels of happiness, yeah. less sick days. Mm. You know, there's a list as long as your arm there, just saying, what happens if you pay people right? I don't lose them. Okay, mm. why is not losing someone good? Because good people are actually a valuable resource and mm. we treat them as not human capital, but as members of our family. Yeah, so my, my number one would probably be Nick Marshall, actually, who um, obviously a, a guy I've known for a long time and always respected, always been a, a great leader. Um, and you know, people have always kind of, I guess warm to him as an individual, and that's why I was keen to get him on. And yeah, you know, I think that came across in his podcast. He didn't. He didn't let you down, did he? He didn't. He, he no. was brilliant. I can remember when I were um, I used to work up in Stockton. I used to commute there every every single day. I used to get back seven o'clock in the night time. At that point in time, I had kind of a four year old boy, and every time I came through the door, 
I didn't give him the time because I were, I'd been up at six o'clock and mm. his attitude and his behaviour started to change and he started to become quite troublesome. And I was talking to somebody and they said, you need to do the four-minute rule. I went, four-minute rule, what's, what's mm. that? I went, as soon as you come through that door, give him four minutes, just talk through everything, let that person, give him the loves, the kisses, ask him what they're doing, and then go upstairs, get changed and come down and carry that conversation. And I did it and his behaviour's changed and it would just, you're like, it sounds really simple, doesn't it? You think to yourself, yeah. why did you not just think about that yourself? But sometimes you just you get lost in your own world. Yeah. And that's why reflection is so important. You need someone just to every now and again give you a little tap on the shoulder and just go, Have you tried this? And then you have to be receptive to go, Do you know something? That's got some that's got some mileage in it. Yeah. And it would just it, it were a game changer. And it's just it's like something I but it's... I just I was so dismissive because you again you you're lost in your own world, aren't you? Your head is like I'm I'm stressed, I just need to decouple what Get what's gone on through yeah. the day, but you're not thinking about how your attitude is having a direct impact then onto somebody else's behaviour. You can take that back to your to your leadership style that says, Why is that person acting that way? Well, mm. it comes back to well, what are you doing first of all? Is it because of the way that they're being managed? Is it that they've not got clarity? Is it that they've been put in an environment where they feel like they're being set up to fail? Because mm. they don't have the toolbox at the moment. So it's all those things. Um and just very open, very transparent. Yeah. And it's rare to get somebody on onto a public <clears> forum <throat> like this who's you know, willing to talk about himself as openly as he did, which I thought was I thought was brilliant. And he wore he wore sort of two hats as well because he was equally as knowledgeable in the sales and marketing element, and he, he sort of talked the talk and walked the walk. As in, he was doing it on LinkedIn. He sort of yeah. walked the shoes yeah. every day, and and that's everything. He's putting content out there, so he's. I thought that was good where he linked it all together, and and again made it personable, and 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 he. He really understood that, and I think he is in tune with what the current climate want, how businesses want to interact with businesses. He gets that people buy from people, so mm. let people know who yeah, you are. That, like, that, don't that, just keep exactly. banging on about the product that you're selling. It's a case of yeah, do yeah. we actually like people first? Well, actually, yeah, quite like this guy. I'll put a call in or I'll message him and see yeah. if, we can, if we can help me. And it, his leadership, you know, he, the leadership he, he, good, he, he uh, did a part of the pod around leadership, and I'll be honest, I was. I was sitting here listening to him thinking, oh, I could work for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just got any jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no I, I did that via LinkedIn. I did yeah. But um, no, but absolutely just, you know, he was the, his outlook on, on management, his outlook on developing people and himself. I was just like, Do you know what? Yeah. You're, you're someone that, you know, I can see why people would want to get into a boat and follow you, you know, wherever mm. you're going, because actually you're going to see them right. You're going to help them. You're going to develop them. Mm. And at the end of it, on the back of, you know, a lot of the things that he's done, you're probably going to do all right, I would suggest. Hi, guys. I just want to jump in and talk about a specific area of automation, which we often get involved in, which is the processing of supplier invoices or accounts payable automation, as it's also known. Most businesses have invoices that they get sent from their suppliers. Essentially, what our solutions do is they read those invoices, they extract key information from them, like purchase order numbers, supplier codes, or supplier names. We then use that information and match that up against digital records. So can we find a purchase order number? Can we find a good receive note for that product? If we can, then we can match it up, we can reconcile it, and we can automatically post that into your finance system. What makes us different is that we configure our solutions to be specific to your organization. So we're not an out the box, plug it in and see what you get. We actually understand more about your processes, your organization, your supplier base, and we configure the solution to meet those requirements. Hopefully that's enough to pique your interest. If it is, get in touch, let's have a chat.
So that's that's free. Right, let, let's go around again. Oh, so right. so JV, might I need to go a, back the other way now. I need a second I'm from to you. Think the second one, Paul from okay, Andy's Man Club um, Mental Health. Um, he was Paul Longley, um, very passionate. Another one where you know trying to get get word in was was mm. a, was it was a challenge, but he. Um, you know, having spent what was it, thirty-two years on, as a production planner in a in a large manufacturing plant across the bridge, um, you know, had a bit of a breakdown from what I can remember, and then decided that from then on, I actually wanted to do something that he was passionate about, and um, you know, you could really tell in that pod his his passion about you know mental health and making sure that um, you know people know that there's always someone that they can talk to. So he did it within that particular you know environment but then he went alone and did his own thing created his own company so he now goes around the region um going into some of the you know some of the clients that he's got um you know the pretty much all the blue chip ones in in Hull he goes around and, and gives talks and and advice as to how companies can develop their their mental health strategy because uh, we were saying I think you know you can always have you know first aid and all of that and make sure everyone's physically all right but you know mm. it, we're only starting to get into the whole <clears throat> mental health side of things and um yeah he came across very knowledgeable very passionate and um and caring as well you know which obviously in that sort of role you, you've got to be but you know he gives up a day of his working week to represent Andy's man club in the region going around and, and advising um and he heads up what was it seven different Andy man clubs um, in Hull alone. Oh, um, when yeah, I say heads up, he, he oversees them, makes sure they're all going, and he pops in and, and visits you know, every Monday at, at seven. Um, and um, yeah, so he does that one day a week. And I thought, Do you know what, fair play. That's mm. that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of made me, I'm of an age where it's still a bit of a taboo subject, but he did open my eyes. It goes back to the whole learning of when people come in and I kind of thought, there's there's some things in there that I'll I'll remember, and if if I need to go there that that route, I'll I won't hesitate because it seemed like it was a real welcoming sort of environment, really. What does a, a Monday <laughs> evening session look like? So, um, so we asked five questions. We asked a, we we asked an introduction and five questions. Mm -hmm. So the introduction is um, your name and one positive reason why you're here. Now, for guys who are coming for the first week, they might say I haven't got positive. But they have actually walking through that door is a massive positive because it's mm. it's their first step on their journey to recovery. So then it'll be question one: How's your week been? So guys will tell you how the week's gone. Um, highlight of your week. So you might have several highlights, but just give us your really big mm. highlight of your week, and then we'll go off um, and talk about that with each guy. So we might have fifteen guys in a room, so they'll all talk about their experiences, and then. Um, question three is anything to get off your chest now this can be positive or negative so this can be where last night I was going to take my life um, as a child um, I was abused you know get, you can have all the darkest deepest yeah. but you might not get them at re week one it might be week four week five week six when they actually feel really comfortable about that environment because we work on chat mouse rules whatever said in there stays there but it might take them a few weeks before they're really comfortable in that environment. Then you get, bang, this is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth question might be, where's your go-to place that makes you feel really, really happy? And then question, 
The first three questions stay the same every single week. But the fourth and fifth question, the fifth question might be, um, what's one positive thing you're going to do for yourself or somebody else between now and next week? So all the questions are based on, and like the last two, of hope. Mm. So it gives them hope for the next week. And a lot of guys, if you, a lot of people, when they take their own lives, it might not be just one event. Mm. It'll be a load of different layers of different stuff. And then it might be that least little thing that pushes them over the edge. Well, at Andy's Man Club, getting stuff off your chest and talking about your feelings and your emotion gets, chips away at them layers. So we're trying to get you at the bottom of the cliff before you get to the top. So, all right. So, Neil, next one on the list. Yeah, I guess one that links quite nicely into that was Jack Clayton from Latest Health. So, mm. obviously, his business is going from an occupational health perspective. So, yeah, doing all that side of it. But it links in quite well with mental health and can't really separate physical, mental, because it kind of all links together. But I think what I took away from that was it's a different type of business in a different sector, but he's still looking at it from a tech perspective. Yeah. Hmm. And I got that even with Harry Ricks, for example, so that you've got a, a long, like a business that's been around, but everybody's trying to look at their businesses through a new lens, like through from a technology point of view, what can I leverage? What can I build into or bake into their services and products so whether it be an app whether it be something that can actually yeah get their service out there because obviously we sell tech and automation but some people are falling behind if they're just a bricks and mortar type store because otherwise if they haven't got an e-commerce or if they haven't got some sort of tech enablement within the business they're going to be yeah they're going to be going out a bit to the, to the point where Jack went even further where he was talking about the metaverse and things mm. like that and how he's looking to develop a like a like a metaverse hospital and things like that, which I didn't expect and, and took it even to the to the nth degree. And I think he even said something like, we have to look at it as a tech business because if we do, we won't be around in from a longevity mm, perspective sure. as well. And I'm like, wow, okay. Well, Did, business isn't a tech business nowadays. That's what I mean, yeah. So if you're not think if you're a business owner and you're out thinking that way, you, you'll soon, uh, yeah, <laughs> not be a business owner <laughs> much yeah, longer. Exactly. You've got to build a real... Um, environment of trust, first of all, because as a manager, think how good you would be able to be if you were able to actually see how people were sleeping mm. and then speak to them and say, how can we help you as an employee? But to start with, you've got to get away from the issues where the employee's like, I don't trust you with my data. Mm. If you can get over that and people say, actually, it benefits me for you to see my data or for the well-being champion within the organization to see the data, then all of a sudden it's like you're, you're taking the brakes off to really improving people's health. Mm. Creating transparency. So how are businesses? Sorry, how, how are businesses achieving that? How are they getting their their people to be open with that type of data? I think everything starts with culture to begin with. Okay. So if you you've got to work on building that culture of trust, and you can't do that on, you know, just literally having a getting everyone together, having a, a great away day, and everyone being like, yeah, let's go. We all mm. trust each other. It's only going to come over time, and it's like any form of trust. You takes a long time to build and you will break it with a second won't you in one action mm. um so there's no quick answer to that it's literally about getting your culture right making sure everyone's in bought behind the same mission and seeing those little things those like one percent marginal gains which most people would consider sleeping well as even though actually i'd consider it a, a big gain mm. how those one percent gains make a make the organization so dan, dan Larden, um who talked brilliantly about kind of digital marketing advertising um and then Oliver Oliver Yonchev as well, who was just fantastic. Just two really impressive guys who, again, have achieved so much at relative young age. Yeah. Um, 
and just yeah, very, very articulate, very passionate, very knowledgeable just very knowledgeable yeah is that, is, so, that, is that why i didn't get the invite uh, yeah. <laughs> i didn't make the cut we wanted kid. to keep them engaged yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you can hang on i was thinking where have you gone and gone to london where, where, where's my invite i felt a bit left we, out we had a day out in london Do, so is it valid then so the, the conversation over the dinner table about dog food then suddenly yeah. i'm being targeted with dog food yeah. what is that just a coincidence or what, what how is that happening well it's definitely not coincidence because that's just facebook being really really good at understanding what you may or may not be interested in Okay. So it, it's basically a really good advert for our industry to brands <laughs> because yeah. you, you, you sort of, as a brand, like, I either want to target people that may be interested in my product, you know, uh, so I can sort of do some awareness campaign, right? So that in, in the category of like a potential dog owner or cat mm. owner you know, for sort of Mars pet care, right? Who mm. sell, that's amazing. You know, I want to be able to do that. And they've never been able to do that before at scale. But they've, always, they've only had been able to buy like, you know, a TV ad slot, right? Mm. Which is, you can't target. So that was a really good advert for it. But it, the reason why it happens is because the algorithm is constantly looking at the ads that you're shown and then understanding the engagement that you have with those ads. And it's doing that obviously millions and probably trillions of times, you know, a month, I'd say. Um, and it's not just about you. It's obviously about that with your friends that you're connected to. So this is the, you know, my theory of how it works is that you're, you're talking about that product because your mate is telling you about it. And your mm. mate who sat next to you has probably done some sort of interaction online mm. regarding that product, like visited the website or engaged in it. That algorithm doesn't know you're sat next to each other, but it knows your mates sort of thing. And it knows okay. you have a similar profile. So it's like, oh, well, I'll try and I might as well try those 100 friends or those 500 friends sort of thing. So that, that's, in my head, that's probably how it works. It's a simplified way, you know, of, of saying how it works. But that then leads to, I was talking to my mate about this thing. Well, I didn't look at this. I didn't go on the website. I didn't do anything. And then I saw the ad. So my phone must be listening to my conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, I, cre I, I, it's creepy I, I, to users. But. I think he's in with them. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a shell. He's trying yeah, to throw yeah, us yeah. off the scent. <laughs> I can't believe they, it. They were mega, actually. I, I, I really enjoyed both of them. Again, learned so much, Dan, around the whole, you know, uh, Alexas and series mm. were all listening in and it's no, there's no, you know, sort of coincidence and suddenly you get adverts and I was just like, wow, I'm so naive in things yeah. like this, but he really um, opened up my, my, my eyes to, you know, what these tech mar digital marketing agencies are you know are able to do how they're able to, to use that data mm. um saw behind the curtain a little bit didn't you you thought what, what's going on yeah 100%. Uh, yeah and oliver you know for we're trying to grow a business grow a digital agency and you know, we are growing it but then you speak to oliver that's been to new york and set up the new york office yeah just got uber and told the cmo of coca-cola yeah there's better ways to do this and he, yeah he, you know, one of the most globally recognized brands, brands. in the world and uh, and he went, yeah, there's better ways to do this. And to be fair, the CMO of Coca-Cola went, I'm all ears. Oh. Yeah, but it um, it's inspirational and it opens your eyes and it thinks, well, yeah, why can't we open a New York office in a few years and why can't we do oh, that? And we're all for it. Yeah. I'm sure you are. Although yeah. having said that, I do think we need to put, shame Rob's not on this one, but we, we, we need to put in a, a, a claim for whether we can put a, a slide. That's true, £70,000 slide. A £70,000 slide. It was... Um, what was this? Yeah, it was at the, the flight story, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was the original social uh, chain. Social chain, yeah, forgive me, yes. yeah. So, social chain, yeah. But it was a wow moment, wasn't it? <laughs> it it, it, it was. Like, it, it absolutely was. It was like, 
okay. Mind you, it was well for him, wasn't it? Because he, 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 he rocked up and he was like, what's this? Uh, and then, yeah, he moved moved on. And, you know, like 750, was it 750 employees? He joined at 30 or 40. And mm. it, I think they were at 750 million turnover. Uh, okay, yeah. Detail again. Um, not, not a strength. Let, I want to just take you forward a bit, Oliver. So um, if you think of your industry in terms of what you do in terms of marketing, mm-hmm. what what is that going to look like in 10 years' time? What is marketing going to look like in 10 years' time? It's really interesting. Uh, I love Notre Dame exercises because I can't be wrong. <laughs> or I can't be wrong in 10 years, We're right? going to dig this out in 10 years. <laughs> I love just speaking to the future because, like, prove me wrong. Go on. <laughs> um, so I, I think what you're seeing is a shift. If I look at the macro shift, so um, marketing evolved when the internet came along and things started to become digitized. So we went from things in the real world to things being put on the internet and email, um, websites started to evolve, commerce started to evolve as a consequence of that. So that's like the interesting space. Then social media comes along and we start to behave differently and we're more interconnected. And this creates new opportunities for businesses and for marketeers. And what that's done is it's created a system where, you know, um, I think brands and businesses need to have a deep nuanced understanding of online platforms to be effective. I think they need to remove all those barriers we talked about, ego, and just work and reverse engineer the right thing to do, do it consistently over time. And that's like a good marketing strategy. And then I think the transition is like all these new technologies that are evolving, the next iteration of the internet, what it means for is there's gonna be new commercial models. Um, Creators or people that have an audience, content creators, now we're going to stop working with brands and they're going to start like creating their own products and services. They already have the thing that's valuable, influencing an audience. Mm. They're now better placed. I heard a quote recently that suggested um, it's never been easier in history to turn content and influence in an audience into capital. And what that means is you've never been able to commercialize an audience like you can today, an individual can. So I think we're seeing a shift in like, the power plays and how brands will interact with like individuals and creative and media. And then if I go one step further and talk macro business 10 years in the future, I'm obsessed with machine learning. I was like artificial intelligence. I went, it's going to take forever to come after the creative industry. I used a tool called Dale 2, which is basically you input yeah. um, like a, a design system. So I, I type, um, I'd like to put this picture. I'd like to make his head bigger. I'd like to put it in an abstract scene and create a logo. And like, it will do something that is phenomenal. And like, as part of a design aid in the design process, I went, oh, designers are fucked. I was like, I'm so lost. You're, you're finished, all of you. Like machines are gonna do this and they do it better than most of you. I think you're the worst, but I'm quite well, I'm, close behind in yeah. terms of the wow factor. Yeah, Jack, Jack latest definitely uh, had a, a few wow moments where I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure I am. But to be fair, I'm not. I'm not afraid to to say wow if if, if I've learned something new. And you know, maybe every pod. If we went through every pod. I reckon if you had like your. Mm. I think Ellie's gonna paper. be Ellie's gonna be editing these and just. Yeah. I think it'd be quite a good little uh, YouTube. Well, not <laughs> little little, yeah, little shot. Yeah. When you yeah, no, I, over, over Christmas I I'll do that just for you, Bax. No, no problem. I'm mega. He'll go full. Nah, Russell, see, he'll go full I, Russell Brand on you now. And come <laughs> out with some, Simon Jordan with some eloquent. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that. Other, other people in the office use mega, and and I do use mega, but just wow's got wow's got that wow factor, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wow man. Wow. Wow. Like, mm, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, do you think we've found our roles on the podcast? And if so, what do you think they are? Individually, I mean. Well, I'm just a token idiot. Times <laughs> <laughs> two. It's like thing one, thing one and thing two. We need one of them jumpers on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we definitely have. You've, yeah. um, can we can we say this to our to our boss? But uh, you've definitely, you're made for that role because the way you join it up, the way you, you keep it flowing in the right direction. Sometimes the questions you ask, I'm like, yeah, never thought of that. Go back to the token idiot. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, you're really good. And then I think, yeah, think one, think two. I think we've, we've got it nailed down. And then when we add that little sprinkle of, uh, of Rob in there as well, um, yeah, yeah, it's good. I like asking questions because I like to learn more. And I, I, in fairness to Wellesley, I think sometimes they're subjects he probably already knows about. Mm. And I'm like... I don't know anything about. So I'm genuinely coming from a position of, I'm a blank piece of paper. Just give me something that I, you know, that I don't know. So I'm like, I'm like Jack and Ori. I just like telling stories. So it's way, not about you, though. <laughs> no, You're but, not the guest. But this is the way that I make sense of the world in terms of if someone's talking about a particular subject and I've got any sort of recollection of what that is, I like to tell a story through my either my own experience or my customer's experience. Yeah. So oh, I, I remember when this happened to my yeah. customer and they went from this to this and that kind of paints a little bit of a picture but it's also I'm kind of an auditory learner so I have to talk it out to then make sense of the information I'm because I'm, if I'm sat there nodding going yeah it's the little hamster wheels going sometimes we lose nothing's happening sometimes I look at the table look across the table and I think Neil's gone but, <laughs> but but you're good you're good at reinforcing kind yeah. of the points that that the, the, on the, the guest subjects makes. that I like, like in terms of sales, marketing, obviously yeah. health and fitness and things like that, I think when it got detailed into some of the background that you've got experience in from your ARCO days, whether it be testing and when it gets, yeah, quite in the weeds with the, the technical stuff, I'm a bit like, again, a bit like John, I'm learning every day is a school day, I'm learning mm. uh, different things. But again, if you think about my role, a lot of the time I have to take complex subjects and then I'm communicating with multiple different businesses and business owners at different levels. One minute I'm talking to the person in accounts payable, next minute I'm talking to the CIO of a big mm. business. So I've got to be able to sort of tell stories at different levels and also build that into our solutions or our offering, if mm. you like. So there's bits that we've obviously learned from people who think actually, yeah, we could probably build that in as a package like testing or, yeah, or something yeah. like that or offer it as a, or even, yeah, like the stuff with Harry or whatever it um, is, but. Do you remember we had that Bax bloke on? Oh, yeah. What do you think to that? <laughs> it, it was just all about him, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So does a, should a business owner pick their platform and say, right, I'm going to focus on LinkedIn, or should they be across all platforms, or how does that work? We'll definitely have a platform of choice. Yeah. Um, most people who I talk to, if I say TikTok, they just, like... Yeah. They, 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 they don't get it. But again, this goes back to go on the platform and understand it yourself. And you'll start to realise that it's not twelve-year-olds dancing, you know, mm. in the bedroom. In fact, um, the vast majority of uh, TikTok users are over twenty-two, I believe. Um, don't fact-check me on that. <laughs> um, but basically, the vast ma- the, the I think seventy-five percent of TikTok users are are, are adults. Right. Um, in my opinion, should be on every platform, but again. It's one step at a time. Find a platform where it works for you. 
get used to that, get consistent, then start to incorporate the other platforms. So are we saying, um, get, like you said, have your kind of like, you know, your, your chosen platform, but make don't ignore the others. Yeah. Are we saying that you have to have different content or different styles of content for the different platforms? Or are we saying that actually the predominant one that you, you're targeting, just use that and then reuse it, if you will, or in the, the lesser formats yeah generally speaking if content works well on one platform it's likely to work well on the others now yeah you like wellsy said you might need to like reformat the the dimensions or whatever you might need to cut it to make it shorter and just have like the salient points but ultimately if, if something works really well on uh tiktok it's probably going to work really well on linkedin you know for like the video you were talking about earlier with my daughter the treasure hunt video mm. that that was a tiktok video that did decent on tiktok and then I thought, well, all right, what? Well, how can I sort of repackage the message? And sort of went, oh, you know, parents, working parents, if you want something fun and cool to do with your kid, I'm going to get some brownie points from your kids this weekend. Try this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and then he interrupts the pod sometimes because he just wants to be in the yeah. pod. <laughs> no, but you're actually, in fairness, I'm, yeah, I couldn't do it to your ego, but... I, I did enjoy it when you came on. You know how you had to go from from however many hundreds of thousands down to zero to build it back up again. Fair play. I'm a fighter. Yeah. And I have found my way onto the podcast a little bit. You have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strangely. Yeah, yeah. That's why you didn't get the invite to London because he wanted to come on. He muscled Uh, in, didn't he? He was like, "Well, I'll I'll (laughs) I'll do a dual role." Love it. Love it. It's not true for 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 watchers, (laughs) listeners. No, but I think what Bax's podcast did was it explained part of the reason we're sat here doing this isn't it and it's that idea oh, yeah, of definitely. creating content that hopefully adds value to people and you know makes people aware of who we are and what we do in a way that helps people yeah and, and that's the thing I, i've i found it a bit strange that people have said oh i saw your podcast and it was it, yeah, it was really good a really interesting subject and things like that i'm like well <laughs> me and interesting don't go together <laughs> so so actually being part <laughs> yeah. of something interesting is actually really good what they say to me is, it was actually quite good. And, uh, <laughs> quite surprised. You know, actually, was it? All right. That's the wife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, in fact, I just interviewed somebody before we came in, and within five minutes, he had described about three of the podcasts to me. He'd obviously really? watched the podcasts and thought, thought they were really good and yeah. represented us in a good place. I've had quite a bit of feedback from my customers as well, and, and yeah, some Mickey taking, like, oh, yeah should be asking for autographs and all the rest of it. I'm thinking, well, hang on, he's taking my limelight now. I used to host the <laughs> webinars. Like, we started with webinars and then that, that got canned and then Mr. Motley's now the man. But no, to be fair, you do it a lot better than me. Not yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about, um, I'm digging my own trench here. During the war. During the war. What, what about um, sort of faux pas and things like that? Any, any memorable ones? Well, I didn't realise how, facially expression I am until, <laughs> until I saw some of the videos and I'm I'm like this and my eyebrows are going on my face I'm thinking I've had people screenshot stuff and send it to me with like <laughs> smiley laughing face emojis and I'm like wow wow <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs> which I'm sure Ellie will find funny if she wants to uh, clip them as well my, my problem's more uh, think of a question but you're waffling away or something and then I'm like <laughs> then I'm like right I'll start and then I lose track and then it's um it what uh uh that um, was one of the funniest yeah, videos yeah. but Bax and Ellie proper tucked me right up on that and you know that's I think we need to push that out of the shorts that's just honestly, funny YouTube yeah. shorts you're like an old car trying to get oh, <laughs> I think though 
just jumping in. The, the, the other thing is that actually um, you've only got to look. One of the and you know who you know. I, I, but that said, the um, the <laughs> the um, no no the uh, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Can, can I just say, Bax, do you not think I want to spit it out, but my, my cogs are turning at a little slower rate and I can't, which is why I much prefer when guests are here, I can learn. We did, we did have that feedback, didn't we? I think Lee said that to you. He was quite, he was quite surprised how... He was like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why are you guys, like, real comfortable? And, and the other guys, like, they hate it. Like, some of the print guys are like, oh, I don't like the camera on me. Don't, like... Yeah. But you forget I, I, it's there, don't you? You do, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like anything. If, if you haven't done something before, you're always a bit nervous. It's that competence and confidence scenario. You, you become more confident when you become more competent. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of, um, I think, like anything, whether it be public speaking, a lot of people are obviously afraid of that. I'm not putting that on chicken. Well, obviously, sorry, the ego has landed. (laughs) Whenever you do anything, I I think to be fair, when Bax first started, I think I was the only one because I'd read a load of books and it was like, oh yeah, you have to do this. I'm thinking, yeah, it sounds like we need to do this. And then he was like, ah, just stick a camera in front of your face. (gasps) (laughs) We had a few of them where where I think I had to invite something, someone onto like the, the webinar or something like that, and we did that like. Like, why aren't you signed up thing before? And oh, apparently yeah. one of my customers had that on loud. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he had it in the finance office and it was like, what are you watching? <laughs> like, she didn't realise it was me. Yeah. Yeah, because and, and I think it goes back to the, the what you've touched on quite a few times is actually some of the positive side effects of doing the podcast that you wouldn't have really taken into account. You know, like that ability to be on camera, which you're mm. all naturally confident, obviously. Um, you know, as sales and leaders and stuff like that, but it's it's that the way it's like enhanced it. Like mm. I think really you could walk into anybody else's office or on anybody else's show, and you could hold your own. You know, and there's, there's a bunch of different um, skill sets which I think you've you've, you've took on there. But um, do you remember who your very first guest was? Ben. Ben, yes. ben Roberts. Kind ben of Roberts. Facts. Yeah. He's a, he's the. That that was my faux pas because I don't think I introduced him and I don't think I asked him a question until about 50 minutes. When you look at what we've been through the last two years, you know, everybody's made a shift and we have to get on that wave, right? Because if we don't, you know, we're going to fall by the side. You know, you were mentioning Blackberry's now perished. Nokia is a thing of the past. You know, if you don't start innovating and leading, that's where, you know, you'll always. Obviously, a global business isn't it? it's very, very large and acquisitive because your section of the business, am I right in saying, was acquired from Canon? Was that right? Uh, not, not Canon. So, um, typically, it was the nuance business. So that's right. Forgive me, nuance. I sit in the print automation team, which focuses right. on driving automation from the hardware device, you know, which is that kind of shiny, shiny thing you see in the corner of the office, which is a necessary evil. You generally need them to do something, but how do you make them? Almost like a powerhouse. How do you start to, you know, bring them into the automation? It's difficult to have a business isn't in an office space and or even a home office without some sort of print device. That because it's yeah. yeah, paper still as a medium to transfer information and move out. I mean, again, I'm still receiving posts. I'm still printing things out and having to 
skate back in again in bits and pieces. So, <laughs> yeah. That was well, that was a he learning. was talking before. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Couldn't, yeah, couldn't shut Wellsy up. But yeah, we had, we had a chat about I like Ben. Yeah, yeah, I got told off. Um, yeah, but we've all we've learned, haven't we? We've learned. I think it was Just about halfway through. Oh yeah, Ben, do you want to tell everybody who you yeah. are? And where, what are you from? <laughs> what do you do? And then in the magic well, of editing, we just took that bit yeah. and stuck it out the front. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good job you're here. Until now, no one had to know. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Just letting all the secrets so out. Well, that, that's it. Editing, isn't it? We just need lights and makeup now. I oh, know we got lights. <laughs> Big shiny on my body. Uh, yeah. How do you think the podcast is going to evolve? I think for me, I think we've got a good model now. I think if you look at some of the ones that are quite popular, like the Joe Rogans and all this type of stuff, or it's about the, I believe it's about the guests. Like the hosts, obviously, are famous in their own right, but the bringing the guests on that, that are adding the real value. So as long as we can pick, similar to how we have done, whether it be leadership, sales, marketing, like all those topics that affect our customer base, we just keep that in mind and then again it could be that we invite some customers on again mm-hmm. it's creating that community isn't it and then um keeping the conversation going what what are the topical things what do we need to look for because again it's at tomorrow's workplace today what what do we need to be mindful of in the short term stroke long term um but then looking at it from a business owner's perspective looking at it from all those different facets that we generally cover mm. and then just again trying to keep adding value that's the whole point of it isn't it really mm. no I, I agree yeah John? I, I concur I, I think as we said earlier you know we went from three at the first three or four were just us three rambling away and it was getting a bit not stale but it was getting more difficult to be interesting and then as soon as we brought guests in it, it changed the dynamic for us so I, I think more of the same I think um yeah the, the more guests the more variety um that will that will take it and as you know, I guess 2023 is going to be quite an interesting year at home and at work. I think, you know, topics that we'll, we'll touch on both those sort of areas will be will be of interest to, to people to listen into. So, yeah, keep going through your roller decks. Keep, or, keep. or we uh, do the YouTube bit and we ask our listeners to like and comment and uh, ask questions in the, in the comments. I, I've run so, out of yeah, my comments. Go. I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't got any more comments to put. Because I, I am thinking that in terms of... Um, maybe need to shine a bit of a light on our internal stars that deliver our actual solutions. Yeah. I think there's, yeah. there's a place for maybe Rich Fish to come on and just explain about how his role is and because I think he's pivotal in what we do. Um, and then obviously, Amy's been on, but then um, there's Will and a few others and Elliot and there's, there's quite a lot. Josh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of knowledge and skill set that I think behind closed doors, a lot of our customers don't know unless they've obviously got a project that they're working mm. on that I think... Um, I know the whole point of, of this show is to kind of educate our customer base that we're not just a print business anymore. We've got other facets to our business and especially our element is is very much uh, cutting edge with some of the technology that we've got. Yeah. And I think that could be good. A little bit like you've been doing with the staff spotlight, but it's kind of, we can talk about lessons learned. We can talk about some of the common um, Frequently problems. asked questions yeah, type thing. Because I think... Those bits we can chop down, and again, we either provide it as part of the training material for onboarding. There's all sorts. Again, the medium of, of I suppose, yeah, recording. If we can do it in, and this goes back to like um, uh, the colours and the insights bit for me. Uh, and I think I did that recently, where you've got to understand that people learn differently. Mm. So it's a case of 
yeah, if you're bright red and you're direct, do you want a quick start guide? What are the top 10 things I need to do to get working? If you're very blue, you want the A to Z map, you want the yeah. detailed textbook yeah. type thing. If you're yellow again, fluffy, you might just want some, again, videos or bits to watch. So I think this enables us, now we have skill set like Bax and Ellie, we can do bring more of our stuff to life than, than the way we're doing it. And again, it's having that stuff in mind. How do we better serve our customer and get that speed to value down as quick as possible? And yeah, and then getting them to recommend us. That's the whole point of it. It's uh, if we can get that that wheel going where yeah. they're, they're singing our praises and off it goes. No, 100% agree. I think it's worth shouting out to, to Bax and, and Ellie because I think without them, we, we literally wouldn't be here. So uh, yeah, thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you to the team yeah. for the hard work <laughs> behind the scenes. It's much appreciated from us and... Yeah, shining a completely different light on on spectrum from a marketing angle. So it's well been a cultural those. thing, hasn't it? In te- what I mean by that is, uh, like, there was a lot of resistance, and just, I suppose, perception of how how is it going to be received? Is it going to be a waste of time? Like, are mm. we going to get? But yeah, Ken says it all the time now when he's out visiting customers or if he's out networking, people are, are literally yeah, yeah. talking about the podcast and oh yeah, I've seen that and and again that's only helped us hasn't it with our with our well with your your budget and with with the, with your resourcing and staff and other things like it's, it's actually proving the point that we're we're yeah getting the word out getting a bit of traction and um yeah it's just a nice continue. it's just a nice real life way of us communicating educating and marketing us as a as people but as as a business rather than a very bland there's a brochure there's a folder and uh, there's a business card. It's like, well, actually, if you want to know a bit more about us or whatever, just look at our yeah. look at our podcasts. You know, and you'll probably learn more than you will from our. You said it earlier. People buy from people, don't they? Not from brochures. So I think yeah. it's getting to know us as, as individuals. Think, like you say, we've been doing some fun things where you <laughs> you have to eat chicken wings and explain yeah. what we do or explain it to a seven year old. That is bullying. That was unbelievable. Oh, oh see, that was my favourite. You explaining to a seven-year-old. Yeah. It wasn't my finest hour. <laughs> or my finest 14 minutes or whatever it was. It's a good video. But yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, we're gone. No, I was just going to say, and obviously, um, it's been it's been beautiful to sit here from the, from, you know, behind the screen and watch you all grow, blossom, little podcast. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and like Neil said, like that sort of early perception and, and, and maybe becoming more relaxed and realizing actually we don't need to be sort of too tense and serious and mm. you know we can just kind of be ourselves we're all adults and you know that's why a lot of we see a lot of the podcasts that we've seen succeed you know, Marshall example mm. people just being people which is really good um, and then for the viewers as well who have you know yes yeah, it's, it's a modest little collection of viewers but we're seeing it grow and grow each week and I definitely think by next year we're going to we're going to have a couple of thousand views per episode, which is very decent. Mm. Um, and they've all had the opportunity of seeing the development of this show in real time. Yeah. From the very early stage of like, oh, well, let's just talk about automation for 55 minutes. Mm. And we'll do that. And then actually, that's a bit boring. And sort of, we're all learning. They're learning with us. And I think that's just a really cool, healthy, sort of organic yeah, really. no, I agree. It'd be good if we got some sort of comments or some subjects that maybe they'd like to cover in 2023 that we could attempt to get a guest in or something like that. Yeah, we could maybe do like a Q and A Q&A one once a month where people can even they can even like film themselves asking a question, send it in 
and then you guys sort of like give your advice and it doesn't always have to be how would i automate this or whatever it could be you know i'm, I'm struggling to lead my team and i don't necessarily you know sometimes i feel like i'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an imposter and like what advice we'll answer that yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard you're real good at snooker jv can i come and play with you <laughs> what so this is a good opportunity to put some viral pressure on some potential guests to come on the podcast so who do you think would be your ideal guest for next year? Let's not go Elon, because our chances <laughs> of getting Elon are slim, I'm reckoning. So go Arteta. No. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I can't get that. Arteta, you're can you not, imagine? You're not going to get Cardone either, Neil. No, I can't get Grant. So I'll go I Alex think... Almosi, shall I try and get him? Anyway. I think Arteta's a good shout. Arteta, yeah. Do you think we could get Arteta? Wow. Leadership. Yeah. We might have to go down to London for we'll that have one. to go, yeah. Go, go to the Arsenal training camp. They're going to let you out in London. <laughs> you imagine. So, Bax, we'll do a little viral get Arteta on the <laughs> pod for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't know who Arteta is. I've literally um, just Googled it. <laughs> 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 like football. We've got one. We'll work on that campaign. Yeah. J- JV? I don't know. It's a clock now. I know. <laughs> well, that BBD. That would be all about the teamwork, wouldn't it? I want um, to be fair. I need to nail nail Ian Birkin down, the the guy that was co-authored the intelligent automation. So uh, he, he did agree. It's just I think he got busy with other things and the fact that the hurricane kind of went through Tampa at the time. Yeah, so he lives that, in Florida. He, he lives in Florida. Yeah. So I think that kind of uh, had him occupied. So I'm going to try and nail nail down Ian because I think um, as a subject matter expert, yeah, mm. he'll be good. And he's been in RPA for 15, 20 years or something. So yeah, he knows he knows it inside out. What about we can, you? We can edit, I know we can edit this bit out because I'm struggling to think of somebody, but I feel like we should think of somebody. Dream big. Dream, Dream big. big. Yeah. Because Arteta's pretty. We'll go for yeah. go, yeah. go Steve Bartlett with with Brad <coughs> Oliver. Yeah, we'll get, think, cause it might not be next year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. I'll go Jordan Peterson then. I'll get him on. Oh. <laughs> Jordan. Should we see how uh, yeah psychology fits with their cultural fit and how automation is going to affect it all? It'll be interesting. I'm sure I'll have a, a viewpoint. See, I'm, I'm, I'm back to the, the, the rich from tech buyer. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm quite happy just asking questions. I've, I've no idea who I'd, who I'd want to bring on. Audience, tag, watchers, listeners. Yeah, tag them in the comments. Tag some people in. Let's get some really good guests, just as good as we had this year on the pod for 2023. Right, so let, let's leave it there. Thank you, Thibaut. Thank you to my co-hosts for throughout the year. Thank you. Um, thank you to Bax and Ellie for everything you do behind the scenes. We, we really do appreciate it. Thank you to all the watchers, listeners, and subscribers. We're, we're making real progress, and we, we couldn't do that without you, so thank you for that. But last but not least, thank you in particular to the guests, because you have made the podcast what it is. And with that, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And we will see you in 2023. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.